You are listening to the Run Duo Podcast, a program to entertain and to inform. Forerunners by runners. Now here are your hosts, India Cook and Tommy Mitchell. And we're back with episode 23, 23. of the Run Duo. Duo. But this week, we are the Run Trio. What up, Curtis? <laughs> what up, what up, what up? This yes. week, we have Curtis Washam with us. He's going to be with us the whole time. Yes. I, I, call, I hit Curtis up. I said, hey, Curtis. Well, I said CJ. Mm-hmm. I said CJ. Hey. I was going to say most people probably know yeah. about CJ. I said, hey, CJ. And if you don't, if you don't know who we're talking about, it's CJ. It's Fit with CJ on Instagram. Everybody knows him. He's all over the place. He's got a story every other minute. Every time I look around, he's got a new story up. But anyway, mm-hmm. I hit him up. I'm like, hey, do you want to come do the podcast? You want me to? We'll do a phone interview. CJ's so like, no, nah, man, I'm coming through. So <laughs> let me see what y'all doing. Let me see what y'all doing. So um, CJ's actually in the Run Duo studio, and I, yes. I was so excited. I went out and actually purchased two new ch- two new chairs. I bet you didn't even notice. Well, Heather Did- mentioned it. I was like, hey, downstairs. She was oh, like, so I mean, he even got well, you new chairs. The Run Duo actually only owned one fold-out chair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And we would borrow an uh, office chair from Heather, and we would get, I would get talked to every single time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to do some work. You're going to take my chair. Right. I, I've had, didn't I stand for one show yeah, one time? I think she you did. We couldn't mm-hmm. do a show. Because of you, CJ, the Run Duo <laughs> now owns three fold out yes. chairs. So yes. thank you. Well, I appreciate that. Did I get one of the new chairs, or is this the old one? I don't know. I think you got a new one. Yeah, I think you got a new chair. Now, CJ, um, go ahead and kind of, I mean, I kind of introduced you, but introduce yourself a little bit Mm. to to the audience. They know, they know India. They know me. (laughs) Don't downplay me now. Why are you trying to downplay me? (laughs) They know us. They know us. Tell us us a little bit about yourself. You guys are the stars. uh, (laughs) But no, so yeah, for those who don't know, I'm fit with CJ Slay. Uh, My name is Curtis, Curtis Washam, uh, on Instagram and Facebook. Um, Basically, I share my fitness journey on Instagram. Instagram and Facebook and I you know promote a lot of different uh, small businesses and personal trainers and uh, I basically show myself working out traveling a lot and doing a lot of creative and fun things all around the city so you know well we're going to get into it because CJ was all over the Super Bowl mm-hmm. uh, this past weekend he, doing was, a he lot? was everywhere he was the ambassador for the city of Atlanta as far yes. as the Super Bowl the unofficial ambassador. The unofficial. Un- unofficial ambassador <laughs> now CJ um, usually we start off with where we kind of talk about how our train is going I, I, I watched you a little bit I know you said you had slacked off so how, during oh. that all that activity because mm-hmm. how many hours were you actually at, involved in some form of Super Bowl activity mm-hmm. I would say over 40 hours it was like a full time job last week mm-hmm. yeah. you know I was everywhere you know City of Atlanta did such a great job hosting the Super Bowl but I wanted to be a part of it everywhere so I was at I was like, like four, maybe four or five concerts and at Centennial Park every day. Yeah. Mm. So it was amazing. Well, the concerts did look fun. Um, yes. Um, I did make it out to, we went out to, because this past weekend was Heather Brownlee's birthday. Yay, Heather's birthday. Um, <laughs> she turned 25. Yes. So um, <laughs> we went out to the the NFL Live and then we, well, the NFL Experience, I guess, and then NFL Live was the one that was at Centennial. At Centennial. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we went and did that on, on Saturday. So it was, it was a good time, but I ain't gonna lie, I was tired. All that walking around. So, I mean, I know you had to be tired. How did that affect your training? So, last week, to be honest, it it affected my training a lot. Um, I probably squeezed in two or three workouts last week. Normally, I'm at five days a week. Mm -hmm. It was really tough. Mm -hmm. Um, It was really tough. I didn't get any runs, but I did hit the weights a few times. Okay, that's Mm -hmm. good. So, you do a combination of running and and lifting yeah I, I i like to do a lot of uh, high intensity cardio so i'll do like a lot of boot camp classes and things like that um when it comes to running i don't consider myself the best runner 
I don't consider myself the best. He runner, always tells me that. <laughs> yes, I, I don't consider myself a runner, and I'm like, wait a minute. If you run, you yes. are a runner. Yes, exactly. And she exactly. always calls me out on that. Yes. That is true. She gets yeah. me. So, but yeah, I, I would just say this. Um, there's an upcoming race. We'll talk about you know hot chocolate, 15k. Okay. I'm gonna make it happen. In two weeks, we'll make it happen. Make it happen. There you go. That that's that that's that runner mentality right yeah. there. That's that runner mentality. Got to do it now, Miss India. You. How's that training going? And and if you don't know, <laughs> India's getting ready for the cherry blossom, yeah. which I'm so jealous because I've been wanting to do that race ever since I started running, and every year I forget well, you didn't to, try very to hard sign this up here because you just needed to try to get into the lottery. Okay, you that. ain't gotta call me out in front of everybody. Oh. <laughs> just play. I'm anyway, just <laughs> anyway, that's you had it. Um. Yeah, every year I forget. Every year that it comes up, as soon as I see everybody finishing the race, yeah. I go, wham! I was supposed to do that one. <laughs> How is it going? How is the Cherry Blossom training going? So, like Curtis, well, like but unlike Curtis. So, <laughs> last week, I decided to try to get some extra coins during the Super Bowl time. And so, I do Uber and Lyft on the weekends or whenever I feel like really? getting a little extra. So, every day after work last week, I literally went out to try to get some coins. Okay. And so, Hustle. that caused me to be very exhausted. I had planned to wake up every morning to work out in the morning. But if y'all been listening to the show, y'all know India is not a morning workout person. <laughs> but I was trying to get my mind together and say, okay, India, for this week, try to get up in the mornings and work out. And that didn't happen. So, so what that means mm-hmm. is India didn't work out at all last week. <laughs> but I did do my long run on Saturday. Well, it wasn't. Was that the run you did with um, Ayana? Ayana and Brick. Okay. Yeah. So let let me say this real quick. It's so funny now when I talk about long runs because I have done marathons. Yeah. And when I say it's a long run for half marathon training, like right now it's five miles, but because I've done a marathon, I'm like, what's it? Is it really a long run? Was it long? Was it really long? (laughs) So for some people, they're like five miles. I do that every day, and I'm like, well, (laughs) (laughs) India ain't doing that every day. So that was my long run for Saturday, but I did at least do that. Didn't want to miss that, and I'm just trying to get back on a bandwagon. But I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm trying to stay effective in the midst of like my nutrition and staying on top of that Mm -hmm. so that I'm not completely falling backwards but as y'all know like when things start going awry and work gets a lot you know you might pick up a cookie or two here or there (laughs) well and I think that's what our show is always about yeah because India you're not a coach I'm not a coach no and I don't try to be one we're not nutritionists we ain't got Mm -hmm. no degrees in that but we can talk about how we deal with regular regular life and get our training done Right. So the fact that you found a way to get out there and do, you know, I did that long run, considering because I, I used to drive a little Uber. That mm-hmm. ain't easy. It's mm-hmm. stressful driving around the city of Atlanta with people trying to tell you which way to go and they ain't from here. Right. And so. my <laughs> GPS is right there telling me where I need to go. So, so I completely yes, understand tiring. that. Yeah. Very tiring, very so. stressful. And then you got your own job, you know, the, the main job on top of that mm-hmm. as well. So I completely understand being stressed out and wanting to have a cookie. Yes. So, so I'm doing well, though. I'm going to get back on it this week. Yeah. How you feel? Like, when is it again? Say, do you, what's the date It again? is April 6th. Okay. So you got a couple of months. Yeah. February, March. Yeah. You got a couple of months mm-hmm. um, to, to get it to together. To slack off. Yeah. So you, you'll be fine. You'll oh, be yeah. fine. I'm going to be good. Should make and it happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to make it happen. I do have some time goals, but once I get like halfway through training, I'll see if that's obtainable. Yeah. But right now, I need to order some new shoes. I'm feeling mm-hmm. it. Like I'm having some shin stuff, and I know every time 
time I have shin issues or calf issues, hip issues, it's always India. It's time for new shoes. Yeah. So it's time for me to order a new pair of shoes. Um, what you I looking at? I'm going to stick with the Energy Boost, the Adidas Energy Boost. Okay. So you're going to stick with Adidas. You're not going to go back to Nike? <sighs> so, this, uh, so that's the issue. So with Nike... I was always a Vimero 10s, and those were the shoes that I rocked out for my half marathons, like majority of, mm-hmm. for like a couple years straight. But then once they start getting to 11s, 12s, I want to say they're up to like 15 or 16, the formula just isn't the same as the 10. Yeah. Like, the makeup of the shoe is not the same as the 10. Yeah. So, with that being said, I can't. They're just not working for me. <laughs> I can't. And I'm sad because y'all know all I have is I got Nike gear for days. Yes. yes and I don't do like to cross Nike. wear. So I got a question. Uh, I got to figure that out. How many pair of shoes do you own? Ooh. I'm, I'm visually looking at my closet right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, sneakers, probably at least. 30 pair okay, okay that's not a lot for sneaker heads but like running sneakers a variety of different ones that i wear like if i go run on a treadmill whatever whatever i have training shoes like if i go to the gym and i do leg day mm-hmm. i don't wear running shoes gotcha. um so i wear actual cross training shoes mm-hmm. um and i have a couple pair of those um yeah so i guess that probably sounds low to like sneaker heads but like as far as running and working out sounds yeah. like a lot to me i only got like four or five so. Oh, okay so i have a different <laughs> yeah. variety and then i also have long run shoes like shoes that i know that i'll pop out five miles or more on Mm -hmm. um and then i have shoes that i'll do 5ks in so lighter weight shoes i have racers like racers yeah yeah Yeah. so i have racing shoes we call racers i have racing flats which means that if i'm in really good shape i'll pull those out unless i'm in really good shape oh that's that's a really good shape they haven't haven't been pulled out in a long time (laughs) you mean you open the closet be looking at them Oh, I'm coming Yo, from you. it's I'm been a long time since I pulled out the <laughs> racers. But I do have some racers, which obviously are thinner soles, lighter fit shoes so that you can have your speed. So you're not having high ounces of material on your feet. Okay. So I do have racers, but again, I don't pull those out unless I'm in tip top shape and I know <laughs> that I'm going to bust out like a good speedy 5K. If I know I'm heavy and not feeling it yeah. and I know that my training's been slacking, my 5K is not going to be super fast. So I don't pull those out unless I, I know you. I'm stunting on the day. Well, that's well, I mean, I'm glad, you know, you're getting it done. I know you, you understand that you need the new shoes. India is very good at the <laughs> technical side like mm-hmm. she keeps track of that kind of stuff yeah um me on the other hand i'd look for deals if i find a deal i'll try them if they work great they don't um because actually i purchased what i usually do with every like marathon cycle i'll buy like three different pair of shoes i'll mm-hmm. buy like some brooks i'll buy some adidas i'll buy some mizunos and i kind of run on them until i figure out okay these are the best ones mm-hmm. so this cycle it looks like it's gonna be adidas the adidas i got i'm loving them they're great on long runs the brooks eh. I'm not liking those so, so much. So I tried Brooks, and they were too too hard yeah, on me. Yeah, exactly. Is that how yes. it is? So, so the thing about me with Brooks is that I'm flat foot as mm-hmm. well, so I don't really have an arch. Yeah. And they were too hard for me. And so when I ran, I was having a lot of foot pain. And I was like, you I'm not trying. Yes. Like, yes. That's exactly so what I, I was getting. Yeah, so I think it's the arch is too much in it, mm-hmm. and it was too hard, which I don't particularly like. Okay. So, yeah, I tried Brooks. I tried Brooks right after the Vimero 10s. Oh, really? I did, and they just did not work for well, me. And people I swear actually, by Brooks. Yes, I no, some people love Brooks, mm-hmm. and I actually have worn them before, but 
These these are, are not Curtis. What what are you what are you wearing? Say, what are you what running? Do you wear, in? Curtis? I wear a lot of Nikes. Um, Brooks is okay. And what's the company that makes the the Petri Row race sneakers? Mizuno. Mizuno. Yeah. I love those. Those mm-hmm. are my favorites. Okay. I'm actually wearing them today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Mizuno. Yeah. Mizuno's. Actually, I wore a Mizuno's for a long time, and I just honestly, the main reason I switched, I just wanted some different colors. I just wanted a different color shoe, and they make basically. At least the clearance ones. Oh, right. it's the same color. So I, I can never get the clearance shoe, but that's probably because I'm into the technicality. Let me ask you this, though. So do you all know, like, do you need a stability shoe or do you need a neutral shoe? Have y'all figured that out? Yeah. Mm, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been, have you ever been to like Roadrunner or pronation? I have, to be honest, uh, but probably about a year or two ago, I really wasn't paying attention. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, okay. I should trust me. You should pay attention to what they tell you. Yeah, I just got what I like look good. And, okay. you know, yeah, yeah, don't do that because yeah. you, you'll break, a, you'll pop an ankle, mess around exactly. with what look good. Because I've done and that you before start too. Injuries, yes. like you yes. start having injuries, yes. and I guess that's why for me, like the technicality behind mm-hmm. things is so important. Mm-hmm. But I wore Vimeros for so long, and I realized that they're a neutral stru- shoe, and yeah. I needed stability. And really? So I was like, so then I had to have a conversation with somebody about kind of how neutral is this shoe or is it like in what between, is, yeah, yeah is it in between or what exactly yeah. do you need um and more so my pronation like do i need more you know mm-hmm. stability because of that or is it because of my arch or is it because if i'm a heel striker or if i you know yeah. hit on the ball of my foot like all of those details so there's so many other things that are mm-hmm. equated into that and when i was at roadrunner they actually suggested these shoes for me the p3 yeah. roadrunners okay. so that's why i think i enjoy them so much okay. is because they actually looked at my pronation and, and, and they looked like at everything mm-hmm. well i see i used to do because okay which one is it so if i'm like that like where i'm if you're pronating it, over then you need that's stability. over so i used to wear and i mean you can go look mm-hmm. at the the one pair of used um sneakers i got out there it's all on one side mm-hmm. you can see because i walk like that period just in right. just regular shoes right. i used to get taps for the outsides of my shoes because they were they would wear down too fast mm-hmm. but anyway so I used to go all stability, mm-hmm. but as I've got become a stronger runner, mm-hmm. I do a lot more um, toes. I, I land Post-market, on my, my, yeah. my uh, ball, ball of my foot, foot mm-hmm. a whole lot more, so it doesn't come into effect. It comes into effect as I get tired. Yes, as mm-hmm. I get tired. That's yep. when I start hitting that heel. But now that I'm such a better runner, I can wear an almost in-between neutral mm-hmm. and stability shoe. Yeah, and I think that that's important. I think a lot of times what's funny is that when we go get our gait and pronation analyzed, mm-hmm. We're, we get on a treadmill and we're running off. <laughs> the cute. best form we've ever had in our lives. Ever, and that is not how you run. Like, not at all. <laughs> Especially when you get tired of exactly. That is not how you running. So, you know, and that, you, you run on your toes. Knowing you a hill striker, you run on your toes and everything. You're not giving yourself justice as far as the type of shoe that is, you know, that's needed for you. Exactly. Just a quick tip. Mm-hmm. For those that are trying to figure out how they do walk, pronate, hill striking, you can always go to a running store of course um, road runners fleet feet um, big peach run to get that but you can also put if you have a pair of sneakers or something you can put white out on the bottom of your shoe and if you walk around in them enough you will see how you oh, strike in that's different that's a good areas. idea you so said you white out just, white out just yeah. something that will be able to be prominent and then you can see when it's what area starts to rub off understandable okay yeah. that is a good idea yeah, i like that now i am my my training went okay um actually because i went to the the NFL experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had run a nine mile tempo run that morning. 
So I didn't enjoy it as much as I think I would because I didn't want to do all the. Because yeah. you know they had you all. You didn't run a forty yard dash. No, nah, man, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would have been a forty yard walk. I was looking like a real old man walking around there. <laughs> uh, and that is a long walk in a Congress Center. Yeah, oh it was God. a lot of. Yeah, and then we went. Yeah, so walk, I was really tired. But this is huge. But mm-hmm. so I didn't get a chance to really enjoy. It. But I did a nine mile tempo on Friday. Did a six mile easy on Saturday, and then I did a. Uh, well, it was supposed to be sixteen. I ended like at fifteen point eight um, downtown. Um, what yeah. happened to that point zero two? Whatever. I'm, I am the dude. Is the car there? Okay. Yeah, I'm stopping right here with the car. So you turned around too early. That's what that was? No. Okay, so what I do, and I'm going to do this from now on, because I've tried to do my long run, and I've done it back in the day from here. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll run through from Tucker all the way up until I get to, like, uh, Doorville Station, mm-hmm. and then back. That's about a 16-mile run from here. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. I, just, I mean, I just I did, tried to do it the other day. And I got to, to, I got to, I maybe did 12. I didn't end up doing the 16. Mm-hmm. So I do better when I run in the city for long runs. So I went to the city and I ran, I parked on Edgewood um, near the, the east-west connector. Mm-hmm. Not connector, east-west, um, east side belt line. There okay. you go. So I parked there and then I, run, I ran the belt line mm-hmm. and then I ran around the city. What do you think about, what do you think it is from City to Tucker? I just like it. Is it the people? I'm not going to say the people in Tucker are bad. <laughs> not people. <laughs> I said that wrong. They're awful. Is it, not the people <laughs> like that, but like for me, mm-hmm. so when I run out by my house, yeah. my runs aren't as great as when I run down in the city. But yeah. that's because it's more traffic in the city. People are watching me because it's more people out on yeah, the street. Yeah. And so, like, I'm like, I'm not going to stop now. It looks stupid. She's going to be like, ha, ha, she stopped. You know what I mean? So, for me, it's about that. It's a psychology behind it. Yeah, it's the yeah. psychology behind I stop I think it's run. like the same thing with me with 5Ks or even a 15K. Yeah. I run better with other people around because I feel like I'm in competition. I don't want people to see me uh, fail. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, for sure. It's, like, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. I don't know if that... Well, honestly, it's I know... It's traffic up here. It's, it's, it's... Well, you know, here... Even though there's probably not as much traffic, it's faster traffic. Like when I'm going down Shambly Tucker, the people are rolling. Mm-hmm. You have to really have hey, your head on a swivel because okay. you want to make sure you know nobody's making a turn. Whereas yeah. in the city, people aren't driving because it's stop and go traffic. People mm-hmm. aren't driving as fast. They're a little bit it's, more cautious. Yeah, it's they, a little bit more of a pedestrian, you know, pedestrian friendly, friendly area. Mm-hmm. And also, like I said, part of it was I was along the Belt Line, so that's just people walking and you know talking. Right. I'm looking at stuff. And actually, the great, the cool thing is like um, I ended up running with this guy part of the way. Mm-hmm. He was out running with Back on Your Feet. Uh, y'all, from, you're familiar with the, yep. the, uh, the group Back on Your Feet? Uh-huh. He was running with them, and it was crazy because he was having, he had hip problems. He was like, yeah, I got because I, I was like, yeah, I'm kind of coming off injury, so I'm not, you know, my usual pace. He's like, come on, man, I got hip problems. So he would like run a little bit and walk a little bit or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I noticed when I was running with him, we would, because my pace for a 16-mile run for the Hanson Marathon Training Method. Um, the pace I'm supposed to be Listen. on for the for the. You t- see me roll my eyes, Curtis? <laughs> I saw that. Uh, deep roll. So mm-hmm. the pace I'm supposed to be on, I'm supposed to be running a 10:20 pace for my long run. Right. For the time I'm trying to get, and um. You what? <clears throat> share that time? No, not okay. yet. Anyway, for the time I'm trying to get, but anyway. And, I mean, I wasn't struggling to keep it at 1020 because, I mean, at, by the time I was with him, I was already at, you know, I was almost halfway done with my run. I was, like, at eight or nine miles. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was still – I was starting, starting to wear on me a little bit because, you know, I've been running all weekend. Mm-hmm. And But when I got with him, I was – my pace was dropping into, like, the eights, and I wasn't even feeling it. Mm-hmm. 
like we were talking like him and i were going back talking about stuff case. having a conversation okay. and i looked at my watch and i was like wait a minute we're doing 821 wait a minute. oh i'm going too fast so i i definitely can tell it's better to run for me anyway for that kind of run for that long of a run it's better to have someone to talk to because see, I actually my, my I have an awful cell phone. I, have y'all heard y'all have heard of the uh, Samsung uh, Galaxy Note, right? The Note. Yes, you were heard yeah. of the Note. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I have it, a Galaxy. I, I have a Galaxy Note. I'm an Apple person. Uh, yeah, in my mind. Oh, excuse it's, me. It's, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So sorry <laughs> for you. But my phone, like it cut the fo- the music cuts off. The it won't take photos. Yeah, all kinds of have stuff. Any of those problems? We're gonna have to upgrade you. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Don't but anyway, so I usually like to listen to music on long runs, and I couldn't because it turned off like at a mile and a half. Like the music stopped. Playing. I can't run without music. It's tough. Really? So you're all the time music runner? Yeah, all the time. Have you tried? I've tried it and it's not good. And without music, I don't know. I just struggle. I need the music to keep my tempo. Now I will say the the MLK race, the five K that we do, you know, every Martin Luther King holiday. Yeah. Um, I can do it because the drummers are out there. Then that's cadence. So that's cadence. Pick, yeah, that's giving you yeah, cadence. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I, the, with all that said, yes, I'm feeling you good. You good. You I'm get ready. back in shape. I'm ready. I'm ready for this marathon, y'all. Are you there? Yo, I'm, I'm there. I'm surprised you're saying you're ready. You haven't run your t- your 20 miler yet. Well, you know, with the Hanson Marathon the, Training uh, Method. Anyway, you don't actually that's run. progress. I was giving you a compliment before you 20. put Hanson in there. That no, was a compliment a 20, because you haven't run your 20. Usually, you don't say how you feel well, until you run that Well, I am gonna 20. run a 20 though. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I got to. Even though you're not supposed to run one with this, it's just something in me. But see, the reason why is because last time when I was getting to run Publix, I went and ran with Curtis. Um, um, Mr. Harris, Cedric, I'm sorry, Cedric Harris. Um, I was running with Cedric Harris, and yeah. we did our 20 together, and I struggled on my 20 for, yeah. the, for, that, for that public for sure. uh, marathon. But it was good because I felt great race day. Okay. So even though I struggled a little bit, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. Okay. I'm where I'm supposed to be. Um, oh, yeah, let me just shout out uh, Mr., uh, Mr. Patterson, um, Darrell. He hit me up. I think he he um he, hit he you on that talking about uh three he's pacing the three forty five group. Yes, like bring it. What you doing? Yeah, no, no. If I'm what do you mean no? Three forty five. What you trying to do? No, that's no. I'm not in that sh- kind of shape. I, I trust me. Boston is in my future. I can't see it yet. I I'm think getting Darrell, it. I, Darrell, hello, Darrell. <laughs> Come get your boy. Three forty five. Yeah. Get him three, with you. Three forty five. I know you listening. Not, Go ahead and get him. Not in the picture this time around. <laughs> Whatever. But uh, speaking of Darrell, thank you for the feedback. We really appreciate when our listeners give us feedback, and he gave us great feedback. Yes, and, and we and don't worry, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna get it together. We're gonna get it together. Yes. Um. But anyway, so let's get into the show. Let's let's get into the show. We I know we've been talking a little bit. What you got for us today, India? Wait a minute before you say this. Okay. I'm gonna be watching you. For Publix, I'm gonna be out there cheering you on. <laughs> why you? Why you making it up those hills? I think I think I'm gonna try to do the 5K. Okay, but that'll be a double race weekend for me. Oh, what? what? Because I'm doing Shamrock 10K and then that 5K. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because um, honestly, because Heather usually is involved with that Shamrock, the one at Atlantic Station. Yes. Yeah. She's it's usually involved yeah, with so that. So I'm gonna do that, but I will be racing the 10K because that's what's on my schedule. Mm-hmm. I would just be out there to say I did. So you got back to back Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, watch out. I will only be racing. The <laughs> I mean, oh, the have 10K. you decided to do? Did you say you were going to do the gold? Oh yes. Okay, you're doing I that one. I cannot not do that. I'm a little mad that I waited because that crap is seventy dollars. Right yeah, I know. I saw it. Because you could at one point have done like a combination between Publix Five K and 
Or maybe it was only the half. I'm not sure. They had a little combo and we missed it. So anyway. But I'll be there because I feel like that was once in a lifetime. Have you heard about that, Curtis? I haven't. So the um, marathon trial is here in Atlanta in 2020. Okay. So people that are trying to get to the Olympics, the Olympic marathon trial, they'll be running it here in Atlanta in February 2020. And so the route that they will be running is a loop. It's an eight-mile loop for them. So they'll be running it several times. We'll be able to go out and be spectators of this amazing event. So Olympians will be in the city um, and they're giving us an option to be able to run that same route on March. And we're only looping one time, right? Yeah. We're looping it one yeah. time. Okay, I just want to make so sure. It it's is, two weeks before, I think, Publix. It is. Um, it. You said two weeks before? I think it is two weeks before Publix. Here, I got y'all on a date. But anyway, so it is. Um, they're allowing us to run that route on in this, this year. And it actually... It is March 2nd. So, Second, road okay. to go, and it's 8.2 miles. And you're there? You're in? I'm in there. Okay, so I'll yes. do that if you come to the hot chocolate with me. I can't do hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do hot when chocolate. When is the hot chocolate? Curtis? It is February 17th, I believe. It's a Sunday. So, you can do the 5K. Uh, I'll do the 15th. I'm not interested gotta... in hot chocolate. I'm dead serious. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. hot chocolate is off the no more list, just like Thanksgiving half is off the no more list. <laughs> Like, I ran Thanksgiving three years in a row, and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. So, is it just cold weather running you don't like, or what part of it? I don't mind, like, 35 or below. I just don't. I don't love the route. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't love the route. And you know how chocolate is similar. The route is similar to Thanksgiving route, mm-hmm. like, in that vicinity. Yeah. I just don't love it. It's kind of tough. I just don't love it. And you don't get a medal. I'm a little bit You do get a hot chocolate medal. For the 5K. Well, for the hot. You don't get it. For oh, the, you don't I get mean, it for, for the 5 For the 15K, yeah. you get. For the 5K, you don't. So I'm a little mm. <laughs> Okay I'm gonna stick with that Anyway So As we are Recording this podcast We are currently In the midst of the World Marathon Challenge Are you familiar With what that is Gentlemen That's where they run All the continents Yes Within Yes Seven continents Seven marathons Seven continents Seven days mm. So back to back So seven days Back to back So for a week straight For every every day You're running a marathon So, of course, I'm following a couple people. And, of course, obviously, people that will be taking on this challenge will be ultra marathoners. Like, I don't think... This is my personal opinion. I don't think someone that is just ran it, running marathons, training up to just run marathons, will body will be able to withstand seven days worth of marathons. Yeah. Like, so I think a ultra runner, marath- a person that is an ultra runner mm-hmm. will be able to withstand that. So currently they are on day five and they just finished Madrid. So um, I'm actually following one of the um, one of the main people that is completing overall. His name is Mike Wardian, and he is actually on Instagram. He has been getting first overall for all of day up to day five right now, and he's averaging about a two fifty four pace. Wow! Yes. So finish time two hours and fifty four minutes in a, in a full marathon. Wait, so this is seven continents, right? Yeah. Seven days. So day one is Antarctica. Wow. And so then they go to Cape Town, South Africa. They've been to Australia. They did Dubai for Asia and then Madrid. And then they're going to do South America. They're going to do um, Santiago. And then for North America, they do Miami. 
So not only the run, the run pressure and the, the 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 pressure you're getting on your body, but then the temperature's changing all over the place. All over the place. So wow. that's interesting that you said that, Curtis, because for the guy that I'm talking about, for Mike, he actually did Antarctica in a 316, and they he was expressing how the conditions were pretty brutal. Like right now, it was snowing over there. Like it was not. Really? It was not how. Remember how Heather King was talking about when they yeah. go to Antarctica, it's going to be kind of trail like. Yeah. It's not going to be like plows of snow and all yeah. that yeah. stuff when they go. Whereas right now, it's icy. Like it is. He had full blown gear on the gear for his shoes. Like he was. But this is the time of year they're going to be going next year. Is it? Is that? It's February. I thought that's what she said. I think so. Oh, okay, maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. But anyway, it wasn't pretty. He said yeah. the conditions weren't good. But, of course, he's brought his pace down to two hours and 56 minutes. So there's a difference. He shaved like four or five minutes off. Obviously, mm-hmm. with, the, with the change of temperature, it's going to be a big deal. But, yes, up down, you're going to brutal hot. You're going to South Africa where it's going to be ridiculously hot. And then you're going to come here, Miami, maybe, what, 60s, 70s, maybe? So yeah. yeah, but I mean, the fact that he's been overall winning them, and he, this isn't the first time that he's done um, the challenge, but he's kicking wow. behind. Okay, all right, we'll we'll keep an eye on him. We'll see what happens. Yes, that's, that's a lot of running. It is a lot of running. <laughs> it is a lot of running, and it's. I was reading some comments because, of course, I wanted to know too, like the price tags for this challenge. Can y'all give an estimate? Ooh. So okay, seven continents. Seven continents. Seven. Seven days. Now we included. Are we marathons. talking about? We're talking about airfare too. Yeah, everything. and hotel, all that. Wrap everything up in there. I'm gonna go with seven k. Hold on. Okay. You said seven k. Yeah. Uh, because okay. that's all right. That's shoot. No, I'm, I'm gonna go twenty. They only go and stay for one night. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna say they are but, staying for one night. But you got the airfare. That's what I'm thinking about. Is airfare. Yeah, that's true. So I'm thinking because it is kind of turnaround trips, yeah. right? Yeah. I would say twenty. Thirty-six thousand dollars. What? Damn, we both way oh, wrong. Thirty-six thousand dollars. And the only reason I found about that is because I was reading. You know, you, you see challenges like this. Yeah. And you read people's comments. You mm-hmm. know, there's always gonna be somebody in there that's like got something salty to say, right? Yeah. And so this one person was like, "I mean, I don't understand how y'all can expect people to pay thirty-six thousand dollars for this." And the responder, the people that put on this race, it was like it was good for us to be able to get it within that. Like, yeah, really? Yeah. Like. Y'all are they're traveling continents. We ain't saying we going from yeah. Virginia. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. True. Everybody so, get in the car, y'all. Everybody like, get in the car. So we're not going to what, it's not Puerto like one Rico. bus. They yeah. all just getting in we're and going from race so to race. After the race every night, they head to the airport. Yes, and they so head the next right back thing. out. Yeah. So could you also imagine the recovery? Like, because the number of hours that you're putting on your body to even travel to another place to be able to do that. The time zone changes. Time zone changes, all of that stuff. Yeah, that's that's crazy. That's But we'll we'll keep an eye on it. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. That's wow, that's pricey. Didn't somebody somebody do that? I'm, I'm guessing so. It would have to be. I mean, he he runs races like his life per his Instagram racing is his life. Okay. So I'm pretty you know he has sponsorships and stuff yeah. like that. I don't doubt that he's probably putting some money towards it. But it'd be curious to know if he's wearing the same sneakers more than once or just same sneakers. So he packs a crap load of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he's an ultra marathon runner, so he knows like what to change out and stuff. stuff. He's wearing the same. I know he's sponsored by Hook, the Hoka shoes. Um, so he has a lot of different stuff going on. But I'm pretty sure he's changing up his footwear. Yeah. So, so one thing, so speaking of what he will need, mm-hmm. so have you all ever had issues with your foot, like your toes rubbing and getting yes. kind all of the time. My all big the time? toe, my I got big toe. Big, it's big your big toe? toe? You want to see, you want me to show you? No, I'm good. Okay. He said, he said, oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so 
you're there become, goes another story. Right, exactly. <laughs> DJ got another story. <laughs> so, so I didn't, I didn't encounter that issue until last year, and it was during training for Chicago, uh-huh. and it was my second toe that I felt like was always rubbing, but I realized that it was a sweat, and the sweat in my socks, uh-huh. and like the skin just became like rubbing, Ru- and just raw. raw. And so I came across Uptoe Protector silicone pads. And not really pads. It's basically like a suction that goes over your toe. Mm-hmm. Like a cup. Almost, I'm not going to say that. Almost <laughs> like a. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever worked in a, like in a kitchen? And yes. you, if you cut your finger. Yes. And they so put, those, the, yeah. people that tie, like do a lot of paper flipping. Okay, yeah. And they, do, yeah. they put the mm-hmm. thing on their thumb, like mm-hmm. to kind of, like, it looks like that, but yeah. it's for your toe. Okay. And so they come in packs of twos, and they also have different brands. Um, I that don't know if they Ozen, got one big enough for my big toe. That has different different sizes so they have one for a big toe versus Uh a pinky toe versus other toes Mm -hmm. but i think it's interesting to be able to do that versus some people don't like the feelings of the five finger like the five finger socks socks. yeah i don't mind the five finger socks but you do have to get used to them but if you don't like the five finger socks this is another alternative for you to be able to have something to protect those the the little toey yeah, the five socks. finger socks is weird because you want to land differently in your feet. You know, you really? want to walk differently. Do at, least, you? at least me. Until you get used to it? Yeah, it takes a while to, you know. It does take of, a little bit to get used yeah. to it. I don't mind them, but I, I specifically only wear those when I'm doing long runs and when it's when I'm, I know that I'm going to be sweating a lot, so more so summer running. So I do kind of have summer socks versus... I do have summer socks versus winter socks. <laughs> Tommy is too much. He over here snapping pictures. He's throwing, he's throwing me off of my game. He's getting me all unfocused. He know I like to be ready. Lord. Anyway, so, yeah. So, those that would like to try something like that, I might try to snag a pair and see how it is. I probably would benefit more from it during the summertime, though, because it's yeah. more so for me, the, the sogginess of the sock and the shoe. And a lot of people are like, well, you need dry fit socks. And it's like, I can get dry fit socks all day. I sweat so dog on bed. Oh, and the too. sweat from all my body drains down to my feet. <laughs> it's not even that my feet are sweating. It's the fact that everything is just dripping from the, from the head down yeah. to the feet. Yeah, so. I sweat really hard too. Yes. No matter, I could run five minutes and I'm soaked in sweat. Yeah, people like you hot. And yeah, just to know. Oh. <laughs> you went swimming or did you go running? Like, what did you do? So yes, it's always an issue. Yeah, so. I'm, a, I'm a big sweater too. I, I understand what y'all saying. Definitely. I don't think you sweat as much as me and CJ though. I don't know. I, I, don't know. I, I mean, I I don't only sweat. Then I continue to sweat. Until my body cools up, I'll take complete showers. Oh, and you still be sweating. and then get yeah. out of the shower, yeah. and I'm still sweating. Yeah, you know. so yeah, can I you, definitely know. Can you finish a dry, uh, 5K and not sw- change your shirt right after? No, I mean I'm gonna be soaked. Yeah, I'm gonna I be have drenched. To take it off. Yeah, drenched. yeah, like, I'll, I'll, be I'll be drenched. drenched. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why. So. I used to be a semi-pro cheerleader. I did for like one season, but that was the reason why I did. I stopped because I wasn't cute. Like on the on the field, sweating. Oh, my oh hair my was sticking to my forehead and shit. Like nobody wants to do that. That was not cute. You know how you see these NFL cheerleaders yeah. and they all cute and they just yeah. dancing hard hard and there's no sweat. And you nah, like I nah? Like, I look like <laughs> like you were on the field. Yeah, yes, like, literally, I look like, like I was a player. Exactly. Like, like the water boy coming over with Gatorade. Right, hair sticking to my forehead, makeup dripping. Not cute. Not cute. But anyway. Oh my god. Yes. So um, one other thing that I think is good. So um, I think a couple episodes we talked about noon formula um, yeah, tabs, uh-huh, and uh-huh. they're like Alcaceps, 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 
Alka-Seltzer. Alka-Seltzer. Thank you. <laughs> what he just said, that thing. Plop, They're plop. like the tabs that yeah. you drop into your mm-hmm. water. Um, and basically it fizzes and it gives your, wa- your water a taste. You can do electrolytes and it's great for hydration. So they now have a new formula that basically fast it absorbs and dissolves faster in the water. And it actually has a new formula that is called sports. So it has Mm -hmm. less sodium in it, so less salt, which we like salt as runners. We need a little bit of salt. We don't need too much. Yeah. Um, But it needs to be happy happy medium. And it has um, a little little to none potassium in it as well. And it helps to better absorb into into the system. And for those people that have issues with the whole sweet, it's stuff being too sweet or okay. not having yeah. the correct things. Mm-hmm. It's sweetened with stevia. So I know a lot of people now are like hip mm. on the whole stevia thing. So it's sweetened with stevia. And it also has rice extract in it to help it to dissolve faster. So is there no... Well, I, I don't know before what was it sweetened with. I don't remember what it was. It, I'm sure it wasn't like, you know, it cane, was some stuff sugar that we probably No, it probably was some stuff we shouldn't probably have had in the system. body. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. it is now sweetened with stevia, which a lot of people that are on like all these keto diets and all this stuff, yeah. they use stevia as their sweetener for everything. So it is obviously a good little marketing thing for them. The fact yeah, that stevia is Yeah, I mean, it's is, a little mix, a little, little, little marketing mix. Yeah. And so, of course, you can have, it has 13 different flavors. The sport now has thir- 13 different flavors. You can get the one with caffeine or no caffeine. Um, and it just basically helps to dissolve better and it has 15 um 15 calories and two grams of carbs okay. so for people that like to count like how many carbs they're putting in versus a chew versus what you're drinking versus like if you're on a diet and you're mm-hmm. trying not to ingest too many carbs that's something good to know so check out look out for noon sports so uh, the, so, so the, uh, and I, i'm sorry if i missed it so it's noon sport but is noon it sport so is the other noon's Gone? No, they still have those. Okay, I got But you. they want to obviously advertise for a healthier product. Hmm. So that's kind of because you know, like Gatorade now has Gatorade Zero, where it's yeah. zero sugar. So I guess a lot mm-hmm. of these um, nutrition or replenish drinks, I guess, is the only thing I can, right. I can say, mm-hmm. are, are starting to come out with the different formulas for different so people have for different, different choices. populations exactly, exactly. different choices because people there are people that really look at that from yeah oh yeah i know that some people was just it's it's about okay i can't i can't, I don't, I can't have well i mean it's just like you you when you ran chicago you yeah. ran you had people covering around she had <laughs> sherpas that brought around um she put her daddy to work that brought around <laughs> he was happy to be the toy. <laughs> brought around what was it powerade that you had it was it was yeah it was powerade it was powerade the blue one the blue one. So she had people, you know, walk the 26 miles with her. <laughs> but that was because I get upset stomach. And that's what I trained with. And so I didn't want to, like, everybody tells you don't do something different on race day, especially with marathons. Yeah, like, true. don't do anything different. Don't take nothing. So I literally was like, can y'all just bring this with you? You're going to be out there anyway. Y'all hitting every five miles. I need it. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do to finish. <laughs> So do you use anything special? As I know that this hat. Okay. So the way I met CJ was he ran up behind uh, me and um, the big inspiration, Mike Martinez, at the race, the unity race. Mm -hmm. Um, He ran up behind us. I said, hey, what's up, celebrities? (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what he said. That was what he said. And, you know, we talked a little bit. He was saying this was his first. Um, half first, marathon. it was his first half marathon, and I was running like and it was I told my him first. he better do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, she called me out. I called him out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, but so I know that's your longest race. Yeah. But have you gotten to the point where there are certain 
nutrition or replenished drinks that you want to use? Well, I like to drink a lot of uh, green juices and plant-based juices um, after. Um, I don't necessarily have a go-to all the time, but I know to recuperate, I always want to get something in me right away. If it's a Powerade, if it's a Gatorade, something like that, Mm -hmm. right after. Um, I don't like to drink during workouts or during running. Okay. Um, it upsets my uh-huh. stomach for me. Okay. Um, even water. I don't know why. Cause really? It just feels like it's splashing around. I got you. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Too much. Yeah. So I, just, I might take a quick sip. Good. But that's it. Yeah. yeah I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you can feel the water swishing in your yeah. stomach, you are guzzling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. the most part, I might take a quick sip and throw it in my head and keep moving. Yeah. My problem is, um, I gotta pee. So, really? like, you know, because before marathons, they're like, oh, you, you got to hydrate, <laughs> hydrate, go. hydrate. Go, Let me go. tell you something. In Savannah, I swear to God, Mar- um, I, I ran with Mark Monroe, um, uh, one of my Wakanda brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, he ran with me through about half of the marathon. He was about to leave me because I swear to God, I stopped at every porta body, every porta oh. potty for the first like seven miles. I refuse like, to use those. Every really? single one. The crazy part about it is that I didn't start having bathroom issues until I started running marathons. I never had issues really? with having to go to the bathroom. But once again, though, aren't you like hydrate, hydrate, hydrate? You before? are hydrate, 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 and, and I think that has something to do sure with you it. Eat the right stuff, and that's why like I'm trying to switch over like. Are the products that I'm drinking too sugary? Like, mm-hmm. what's in them? Like, is it... I really need to be looking at that because it's the worst thing in the world to have bathroom issues. Yeah. When I was running my half marathons, no problems. I never had to stop to use the bathroom. I didn't have to do anything. But these two marathons, I was stopping at the bathroom. Well, also, and this is my first my first marathon, which was years and years ago. I didn't realize because I didn't know anything about nutrition. I wasn't in the mm-hmm. run community. I knew nothing. Right. I didn't have any, uh, you know, uh, what do you call them? The goops or anything. Mm -hmm. It didn't really dawn on me that, okay, you're going to be out there running. And at that time, I'm out there running, you know, four and a half, five hours. Mm -hmm. I would have eaten. Yeah, by now. now, You know what I'm saying? Right. And I'm running. So Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, you know, and it didn't cross my mind that you need to make sure your nutrition's right, that kind of stuff. So I think that has a lot to do with, too, when you say going from halves to fulls now your body's out there longer yeah so it's kind of trying to adjust so that's the other thing so you know how we talk about like carb loading and like how you should carb load Uh how often you should how often you should do it before races so technically i've been doing a lot of reading lately about carb loading and what looks looks good for that so Mm -hmm. in regards to like doing marathons and doing eating before marathons or eating before races you technically are supposed to be eating like an hour to two hours before a race yeah you're not Mm -hmm. getting to a point where you're at the race and your body is starving for something so it's not only to immediately help you to fuel and have carb but also if you're out there for hours you're not super hungry when you get done yeah yeah. right but you know how i talk all about all the time about getting up early Mm -hmm. I don't like to get up that early to eat before to pr- pr- yeah. before a run to do mm-hmm. that. Like that's another mental piece of me that I've got to get better if I'm going to continue to progress in my running. Well, like even on long runs, yeah. because what people also don't do is that on your long runs while you're training, they don't get up and do exactly what they would do for race day. And then automatically on race day, let me carb load the night before. Did you do that the whole three exactly, months? Exactly, because you your body's going to be like, what are you so doing? So your body is confused because you didn't do that. So if you know that you ran long every Saturday or Sunday, did you carb load Friday and Saturday yeah. during training? And now all of a sudden it's race day. And your you body know doesn't know how to get rid of it. Carb yeah. load the night before. Yeah. You not do that. You want no surprises on race yeah. day. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So. And I mean, yeah, and everything you're is com- completely true because I, I mean um that's because I talk about this is always my saying 
living like a runner. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and that's why I'm so, yes, I'm there. I'm ready because I am living mm. like a runner. Because I am, like you said, Saturday, I get up. I drink. I get up early. I drink my coffee. Your coffee. I have my moment. And, <laughs> you know, I, I, I still, I have, because it's, because when it's warmer, I eat a um, stinger. Is mm-hmm. it called stinger? Honey stingers. Yeah. Honey stinger waffle. Mm-hmm. When it's Service. warm, I eat one of those first. And then I usually drink a whole thing of the sugar Gatorade mm. when it's warmer. Now, since it's not as warm, you don't get depleted as fast. Right. Like, I don't even run with water right now. No, it's um, Yeah, it's so, because it's, yeah. it's, 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 and I don't take any goose or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I think probably the end of February, I'm just going to do it because I think I probably will need it. And start getting your body back yeah. used to it. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. for then. But that... Once again, India with the great information. Just, just a little tidbit. Just coming with it. Just a little tidbit. Now. I need to start living like you, living like a runner. Just got to live like I a runner. I didn't know all this shit, but I don't know. Speaking of living like a runner, so we tried, like I said, it was Heather's birthday. Yay. Y'all you did that already. Cheer. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Y'all better cheer, Y'all girl. This whole house. <laughs> <laughs> I told her happy birthday. Anyway, um, so... Um, Sunday, mm-hmm. I decided to get real healthy, and I went and bought. And also, Jr. Jr. Hughes, I was looking at his Instagram page. He's oh, going crazy on this Beyond Meat. The Beyond Meat. Oh, so so, good. so good. I went and got some. So now I went and guess what? So I went and got some, and I was like, "Oh, we gonna go healthy all the way." So we got the Beyond Meat. I got some cauliflower, and it was called cauliflower and potato fries. Mm-hmm. Which I'd never tried before. I stick with the, yeah, I, I'll stick with the sweet potato fries if I'm gonna be healthy. Um, and I was looking for killer wheat or killer the killer bread. Dave's killer bread. I couldn't find it. It's, it's not in, in the regular bread area. It is in Kroger. I couldn't find it. It's I in looked. the regular bread area. Yes, that's where I went. We ended. Up, I ended up getting. Have y'all ever seen? It's the best bread. The if slim, you try not to do Ezekiel, like it's yeah. the best bread. The slim buns, like they're really. Yep. The yeah. little bagel, bagel yeah. round thing. Yeah, they look. Yeah. So I we use those. those for our. Thing. Okay. Those Beyond Burgers. Did you saute them? Good. On point, right? Yeah, it's three minutes each side. I did. I did like three and a half, four on yeah. each side. But oh my god. So I've had them, but this is my issue with them because um, I, I really did like them as uh-huh, well, and I think uh-huh. that they're a great substitute for people that you know are not liking to do meat. Yeah. I'm a meat eater. <laughs> I did enjoy. I did enjoy them. Like I was like. This tastes good. Yeah. I'll take me some onions. Like uh-huh. I had a whole burger. Yeah. I think I had some sweet potato fries. Uh-huh. Whatever. It has an aftertaste think that so? I cannot get rid of, and really? I think about it all the time. I, I don't get that. I yeah. I don't know if it's what I like. I don't know what it is, but I think about the aftertaste, and so, it's almost it's bad aftertaste. Did you have like the frozen one, or was it like not frozen? You know, I what had I mean? the frozen one. Okay, so I don't buy those. Okay, I buy the ones that's like in the refrigerated section. Yeah, you gotta okay. cook them quick. You, like, you gotta you cook them quick in a few days. Yeah. Okay, yeah, not the freezer one. So maybe that was it. I don't know. Yeah, because mine was in the refrigerated section too. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah. they. Actually, at, at the Kroger up here, they have like the crumble one, so you could do it for tacos. Oh, yeah, and, they have uh, the so sausage and everything. Yeah, I might try the taco ones, but it, it, now Andy already knows this. I'm cheap. Um, <laughs> they are crazy. They're six ninety nine for two. Yes, because I picked it up and I was like six ninety nine. But you sure will go to McDonald's and grab you a burger, I'm just like saying. a Whopper, but a Big it's, Mac. It, but but I can buy turkey meat. You know, ten pounds of it. You know, for six ninety nine. I mean, that's what I mean. So I it's, it's it's but. 
You and got, I told and Heather. You try to be fancy you when you get those. Yeah, I was like, Heather, this is going to be a once a month thing. I can't afford it. Because, you know, JR had like a whole basket full of them. I was yeah, like, he had oh. like 10. Exactly. I was like, okay, these can't be that bad. I was like, six, nine. Damn, what they paying JR? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Yes, that's what I saw. I was like, damn. But I think the refrigerated ones versus the frozen ones, I think they might be a price. Are they a price difference? That I don't know. I, I, okay. What did you pay for yours? You said $6? Six $6.99 for two. That I paid, sounds about average. Yeah, I paid know. about five, six dollars. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll just, I'm just gonna start looking on uh, for the coupon. They are decent. Maybe yeah. I need to try them again. Try it again because um, I, I should give really it a second try. Now I did, I did it with now I did it with cheese, but I used you know white cheese, so that was the best you know healthiest. You cheese didn't want to get find. no vegan cheese. So yeah, I say so wait a second. You went halfway in on that. <laughs> halfway in. It's white cheese though. It's white aged cheddar. <laughs> but where did that cheese come from? I don't know, a cow. There you go. <laughs> Look, I, that's not why I'm eating those. That, I'm just eating because they light. Because I, 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 I mean, after I finished, mm-hmm. I felt light. I didn't, yeah, I, you know, I didn't feel it all in my stomach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, the next morning, even after I drank my coffee, I wasn't, you know, in yeah. my room yeah. for too long. That kind yeah. of stuff. So I, I, I thought I, it was really light because I actually have kind of gotten on a, I've been going with a um, chicken and vegetable diet. Like I've been doing chicken breasts yeah. and vegetables mm-hmm. um, for this next month as I'm leading up to the, to the race or whatever. But anyway. But anyway, that was just my little health story. So yeah. we'll, we'll try them again. And the next time I might have another story because I want to go and try the slutty vegan. That's that's my next stop. I just, it's them lines. That three-hour line. Yeah, though. them lines. I don't know. I can't get with how messy the burger looks. Like, can we make it look a little more appealing? No, it's called it's slutty. Slutty. It's supposed it's, to be messy. It's supposed to look messy. <laughs> I saw them prepared. I want to say. <laughs> you supposed to feel Ooh. bad. <laughs> Whose Instagram story was, I think it was Tank's Instagram story, uh-huh. Tank and his wife, Zena. Uh-huh. And they were there, they came in town and they did it. And they were showing how they like squeezed all the condiments and then they like slopped it together. I was like, ugh. Oh, come on. But I, I do want to try Slutty Vegan. Because so, everybody talks about it, so I got to try it. But anyway, so that's my next thing. But anyway, so if you didn't know, this is we're in, we're, we're in the what? What's today? The first week of Black History Month. Yeah. For those of you who do not know, February is Black History Month. Woo-hoo. So, um, just real quick, for those of you who didn't know, because I didn't know this, Black History Month is actually um, celebrated not only in the U.S., it's mm-hmm. celebrated in Canada, the U.K., the Netherlands, and the Republic of Ireland. Yes, in as the Repu- they should. Well, I was just kind of surprised with the Republic of Ireland. Cause, uh, That's how interesting, many, yeah. How many brothers in the Republic of Ireland? But anyway, <laughs> those are two, and, they, they, they're, they're, the, and they're the parade. <laughs> yes, they are. So in the U.S. and Canada, it's, feb- it's, separated, it's celebrated in February. In the U.K., Netherlands, and Republic of Ireland, is celebrated in October. So mm. for those of you who complain that February is too short, go ahead. Get with your UK brothers and celebrate it. Whole 31 in, in, days. Exactly, in October. Yes. Um, it started actually from Negro History Week, mm. which was started back in 1926 by Carter G. Woodson, mm-hmm. the second weekend in February. And so that kind of tells you why it's in February. It's right. in February because of Lincoln's birthday. Y'all kind of know what he did for us. Right. And for Frederick, Frederick Douglass's birthday. Frederick Douglass. And that's why it's in February. It's not so because it's not purposely it's not Exactly. All these conspiracy Sundays. theories. Yes. Um, and the actual Black History Month was put in by President Gerald Ford. Yeah. In 1976, so that was surprising to me because I mean, I guarantee. I mean, it's it's, like that's to me when I think of 1976, mm -hmm. that's recent. Like I know it's not, but like to me, you weren't even thought of in 1976. But I still (laughs) feel like it's recent. Like the fact that I was thought of maybe some a couple years after that is still recent to me. Like I feel like why wasn't it? I mean, I know why it wasn't Mm. back then, but to me, that's like yesterday. 
Like that's yeah. crazy that we've been. I was born in like 1968, history. and they don't feel. But let me just say this. I mean, and I understand what you're saying, but they they had Negro History Week in 1926. That mm-hmm. was like five years after my dad was born. Right. So I mean, it's been around, and it was started by educa- black educators, of course. Mm. Um. And the thing is, it, I was going to talk about, to me, how important it is, mm-hmm. because when I was growing up, because, like, you know, you talk about 1976, I was growing up in 1976, mm-hmm. the lack of information about black history. Now, of course, growing up in my family, I, I learned all kinds of correct and incorrect black history, mm-hmm. um, but all kinds of black history. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember this. Budweiser used to put out these um, calendars with photos of black kings on them. Yeah, Man Musa was one of them. Um, but they did that. They had a whole series for a whole year. They did that. And that's the kind of stuff I used to get when I was younger. But as far as outside of my own family or my own black community, mm-hmm. there was really nothing. This is, how, this is how little bit of black culture you would get outside of your own family. When I, My freshman year of college, I went to Hampton University, mm. Hampton, Virginia. I went to the mall, and there was a black mannequin. And I almost lost my mind because that's I, I mean that's Foreign but, to you. exactly that's how that's how crazy it looked to me. I was like, right. I was like, did the, is it busted? What is, <laughs> is it? What's wrong with that mannequin? Was there a fire? Why is that mannequin black? So I mean, that's how crazy it was. But anyway. To commemorate Black History Month, now we are a little uh, on next show. We're actually going to have some Black History, yes. but um, on this show, I just wanted to kind of go around the table and everybody talk about their own family Black History. And since he's a guest, we'll let CJ go first. Yes, please do. <laughs> please so give do. us a, give us a little bit of that that family Black History. So the only thing that come to mind I could say is um, when I was born, just as for history, and going back a little bit, my my dad was older when I was born. He's like fifty nine years old, so he was old enough to be in the Korean War, Vietnam War, um, and World War Two. So. Um, he was one of the only black chefs in the Navy at the time. Wow. Um, so, you know, that was, I don't know, you know, how, how if he's the first, you know, one yeah. of the, he was yeah. one of the first, I uh-huh. should say. Um, so that was a pretty big moment, I'm sure. And it, like, honestly, he carried that on. He was a chef all the way through. And then when he retired from the Navy, he was like uh, one of the um, recognized chefs in the city of New York from one of, um, for the big shelters down there as well wow, wow. That is and, great. and that is great i mean and because i have i have quite a like m- my dad's generation and my mm-hmm. i mean of course your dad was older when when you were born but mm-hmm. my dad yeah he was real real old but my dad's generation <laughs> well my dad well, my dad was like put that out yeah there. he was born in 1921 yeah his generation because i didn't want him to, i don't want because a lot of times because him and i are probably not that far off on age but our, Wait a second! I don't know me about that. Me and Curtis are closer in age exactly. than you and him. Look, yes. look millennials. I'm don't, just saying. Don't. <laughs> you just gotta correct him. Don't yeah. get it. Yeah. No, but my point is, because uh, a okay. lot of times I would have friends, and I'd be like, "Well, my dad's generation." They'd be like, "Well, my dad's generation." I'm like, "No, my dad's generation older than your dad's generation." Right. But so my dad was born like in the twenties. His generation was big on. African Americans being in the service because okay. they felt like that was a way that they could prove that they were real Americans. Mm-hmm. Now we the total opposite. Now, right. like we don't want to prove we we want to we don't want to be Americans no more. <laughs> but anyway, that was a big thing, mm-hmm. and my, I have a lot of uh, service members that uh, from my my dad's generation, like my cousins and uncles and all like things like that. So I completely understand what you mean because they would say the same things. They'd be like, "Yeah, even though you're in the service, you still you gotta prove yourself, mm-hmm. you know, constantly." Yeah, my, by the way, my dad was born in 1920. 
1973. What? So I'm not going to put my numbers out there because if you do math, you're going to figure my age. <laughs> right. But he was born in 1923. Really? Is yes. your dad still alive? No. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, neither is mine. Uh, yeah. Wow. That would be like history or something. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I know your dad has some stories. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my oh, yeah. God. Being I, in a service Maybe one that day time? I'll show you the photo album. Oh, oh man. God. We need yeah. that. Yeah, we definitely, we definitely that. do. We uh, all right, Miss India Cook, you're up. So, I don't know. We didn't really sit around the table and have those type conversations, like a lot of black history stuff. However, my great-great-grandmother on my mother's side passed away at 100, and she was living here in Georgia. Mm -hmm. Yes, and she actually was raised in... I guess what you would call now Swanee, Georgia. Of course, when she was growing up, it was not Swanee, Georgia. It was some dirt roads Mm. back up in north part of Georgia. Mm. Um, So she basically, um, she died back in um, 2005. So she lived a good amount of time. And she actually worked and walked those streets for majority of her life. She worked at the courthouse and she walked there and cleaned it every single day. Wow. Um, so they actually commemorated her and like gave it Swanee day. They have a day for her, Minnie Rogers and Swanee for them. And they actually know like she's the person that kind of started that whole thing, grew it. And of course the cleaning service of it, but that's what they could do at that time. Like a yeah. woman working, like you weren't getting like receptionist positions, like yeah. you were doing what you could. Um, so she actually got married at 14, had 11 kids. Wow. And so back in the day, that's what they were doing then. Um, but she was a really sweet lady, and she just kept walking and walking to work. Even when it was time for cars and all that stuff, she didn't want a car. She wanted to walk. So she would walk to the courthouse and do her duties until she just couldn't do it anymore. Wow. So I bet you yeah. that helps her and her health to it live did. so long. To yeah, walk every day. yeah walking every day. Yeah, it definitely. Did. So for so long, like, we used to be... Closer to the closer when she got into her nineties, she was still getting around, All moving right. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't until like ninety five that you could start seeing that her health was really declining, and sight was really declining, and things of that nature. But I think the walking, her the fact that she was walking every day is a big deal. Yeah, definitely, so, definitely. Yeah, and of course she would she would fuss and fight because now when you when you would go to her house, her house was really small, and he's just sitting a big. A, on acres of mm-hmm. land, right? Because she had all of this land. Mm-hmm. And then you would see how the government or, the, you know, the county had plowed through to make streets and done all this stuff. And you would see her little, little house sitting over <laughs> in the corner <laughs> on all this acres of land. And she's like, don't touch my house. Like, she was adamant about this is my land. Don't mm-hmm. touch my land. Um, and it wasn't until, unfortunately, until she passed that they did finally sell her land. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's like she was trying to save that. And she had a well. That's where she would get water from mm. out in the front. So I remember doing that. And she used to have a pig out in the front yard. That was one of oh her pigs. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> yeah. So I do remember that going to her house and being able to So it was that. a pet pig. Yes. We didn't, like, kill it for the, for the bacon. But she used to have it. Mm. Y'all didn't kill it for the bacon? Don't I mean, I'm pretty bad. sure they probably did at some point. I wasn't around for that. Are you sure that was the I same thing? I wasn't pig? around for that. Because, uh. <laughs> you feel like there might have been a couple different Yeah, pigs. I don't know about that. That probably was a good bacon. Dude. Anyway, what, yes. thank you, India. Yes. Y'all see the backstory is I hit India up earlier. She was like, I don't know nothing about birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I don't know about black people. I, I so, don't know nothing about birthday, no baby. Let me say this. So I will say, like, I did hit up my dad, and I was like, he was like, we ain't talking about that. But I will say growing up, even with my father, so I grew up in a lot of people obviously know that I'm from Atlanta. Mm. I am not a Grady baby. Put that out there. I was born at Northside Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> and I grew up until the fourth grade in Gwinnett, so more on the Caucasian side of town. Okay, 
But my dad and my mom was like, you know what? We need to move them to some, get her some soul so that she doesn't grow up, you know. <laughs> and I know who she really is. And so I moved, up, I moved to Stone Mountain. So my dad was very adamant about that and socializing mm-hmm. us and making sure that we got some some culture. Um, and I obtained that. Hence, another reason why I went to Spelman for my first day, of, for my first year of undergrad. Like, I wanted some soul. Well, and you know what? It's funny because I actually, um, there was this uh, Caucasian young lady that I knew when I lived out in Houston. Mm-hmm. She ended up getting pregnant by uh, some professional athlete who was, mm-hmm. you know, African American. And I remember she called me once because she was worried that her son wasn't going to get that mm-hmm. African American. I was right. like, let me tell you something. Black people find black people. I mean, you don't really need to take him anywhere, and she and it and eventually that's what happened. Eventually, he found that group, and you know yeah, they I all mean, hung you out. Can. I mean, like my I have a seventeen year old little brother, uh-huh. and my parents now live in Dallas, Texas, and mm-hmm. they live in the you know out in the outskirts a little bit of Dallas, yeah. Texas, and he's probably like one out of the ten black guys in the in the school. In the school. In the school. Damn. Okay. And you put him around black people, and he's kind of like. Like so it's one of those things he's not used to. Not that he I don't think it is that he doesn't feel uncomfortable. I think yeah. he needs it. Yeah. But I'm like I'm well, talking are, about college. We, yeah. I'm like, Morehouse, where are you going? Uh-huh. And my dad's like, mm, mm, yeah. How yeah. <laughs> and the only reason I say it is because I went to school with kids like that. Yeah. That their whole life was in a, in the Caucasian world and yes. then they came to a, a, a HBCU yes. and, and, it, and it didn't turn out well. <laughs> yes. just so, so yeah. that should be very different. different. Yeah, yeah it, did, it didn't. Oh, it's I mean, totally different. Yeah. When I went to Spelman versus once I went back to school, I went to Georgia State, it was a culture shock for me and I'm used to being around us. So, so. but And that's a conversation I actually I'll probably have on this podcast because that's something I think about a lot Let's with a child on the way. Yes. I think about that a lot as well. But Let's anyway, so... My story, it's not, it, it, and it's going to be about my father, of course. Um, and now that I know, yeah, CJ, my dad was born in 1921, so he was around the same time as your father. So my father went to um, an HBCU, um, probably because it's the only place he could probably go at that point. But um, he, it was, I guess, it would have been, he was born in 2030. So it would have been in the 40s. He went to Bethune. Can we give a kudos to the fact that he went to college in that time? Because yeah. yeah, no, I mean, well, college. now let me say this: a lot of people say that, but it wasn't really at that point in the forties. It really wasn't super, super uncommon, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like my dad was from he, you know, and not to put anybody down, my dad was not from sharecroppers. Okay. He was he was pretty much middle class. Okay, growing up. Okay, so anyway, um. He went to Bethune, and this was—it's called Bethune Cookman now. Mm-hmm. But at the time, it was Bethune because mm-hmm. this was the—it was a junior college. It was a two-year school. He went there on—he played football one semester, and he played basketball the other semester. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was when Mary McLeod mm-hmm. Bethune, Bethune actually was there. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a story that he used to tell me quite often. Mm-hmm. So Mary McLeod Bethune, they every Sunday they had chapel, so they would have to come in come in everybody sit down for the chapel she was very good friends with mrs roosevelt Mm. so the main thing the sunday chapel was a four was to raise money for the school because basically i mean almost how they are now they almost close down like every year you know they they always need some kind of support because they were trying to educate young african-americans so every sunday um there'd be somebody new there it'd either be mrs roosevelt um, or some other big wig uh, from some big company that she was trying to get to donate money. Uh, Miss McLeod, Miss Bethune was. So he would say every Sunday they'd come in, they'd all march in mm-hmm. um, like a profe- processional from like you do at church, mm-hmm. sit down, 
and Miss McLeod, uh, Miss Bethune would begin to speak. Mm-hmm. And she started talking about the great things about the school and talk about how all these, these young people's minds are needed. And every week, he said, she would act like she was about to have, like she was going to pass out. <laughs> like, she was gonna, like she would just start talking like, I just get so overwhelmed thinking that these kids are not going to be able to, to, to go to my school anymore. And he said she, she, wouldn't, like, she, she wouldn't grab her heart. <laughs> She wouldn't grab her head. He said she'd grab her butt. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> she said she'd grab her butt, and she'd be like, I just don't know what I'm going to do with these kids. Oh he said every God. Sunday it worked. Every Sunday there was a big check. <laughs> so another check Somebody to, to keep them lights check. on. But, check, that, I mean, and he, my dad had a story for everything. There are stories that I could tell you from when my grandfather and the mailman, they bought, um, they both bought brand-new cars. My grandfather was a carpenter. Uh-huh. He built a garage and everything, and they burned it down on him. They burned the garage with the cars in it. They waited and listened, like the fire department mm-hmm. stopped, waited and listened for the gas tanks to explode before they came and put the fire out. Mm. So there's sad stories, and then, you know, he has the good stories with right. Miss Bethune. But that was kind of how black history mm-hmm. was told in my house. Right. So I just wanted to talk and have everybody tell their little their little black history story. Yes. Now, now that we've all had our black history moment, mm-hmm. let's talk a little black history with CJ. Yes. So CJ, this is your turn to shine. Yes. As we get a oh chance boy. to really get in deep with you. Mm-hmm. So tell us what got you on. What what how did getting fit with CJ or fit with CJ, how did that start? What made you start it? Was there something that, that began, like something happened one day, and you said, you know what, it's time to get in shape? Well, you know, originally, the first off, I used to hate Instagram and Facebook. Hated it. Like, mm-hmm. um, I got to the point where I was feeling like I was addicted to Facebook. So what I did was I deleted it, and I was off for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was never on Instagram. So I was one day at home, I was watching this uh, documentary on, um, on Netflix, I think it was called Food Inc. or mm. something similar to that. Okay. And I was just watching how food was processed and differently, you know, chickens and how the animals are being, you know, raised. One and, of those you know. kind of scare shows. Yeah, scare shows. <laughs> you know, it's like, wait a second, this like, is where our food comes from? Because I really never, yeah, for real. I was like, wait a second, yeah. I, don't, I never thought about where my food came from. Right, right, right. I never did. Right. You know, it was literally the way it was prepared and in front of good, me yeah yeah i was like oh burgers good right. i never did the reverse engineer process right. so um long story short than that um i went ahead and said you know let me start going to the gym start going to la fitness start working out and i actually worked at la fitness for a while at the front desk right mm-hmm. here on uh peachtree and piedmont okay and so um one day i just started just posting pictures on instagram i don't know what made me say let me just start posting pictures mm-hmm. and i was like yeah i see everyone else do it let me just do it mm-hmm. um a couple of days later um i started to get people to start following started mm-hmm. liking and stuff like that and maybe a couple of weeks later i kind of fell off a little bit mm-hmm. and then people were like where you at where you at cj where you at mm-hmm. why aren't you posting so it felt i was being held accountable mm-hmm. i started getting inspiration from it and so all the negative stereotypes that i had about instagram and facebook I was like, wait a second, that's not my experience. Because when I go to my feed, I see positive stuff. I see uplifting. Yeah. Wanting more. Yeah. Who, who are you following? Because my people I'm following are helping me. Right. So I just started to just share my story more and more. And um, I guess, you know, over time for the last, what, 
three years, three and a half years, I just started just posting all these different adventures with 5Ks and swimming in the Pacific Ocean and, uh, you know, doing I have I would do it in a unique way, right? I put GoPros on. I would run with my GoPro. Mm-hmm. Um, one time I was with India and we were doing, mm-hmm. um, where was that? Where, where was that? That was Peachtree Road Race, Peachtree right? Road Race. And I had my GoPro out there and I would just record the whole thing. Me, yeah. Us running through the fire extinguishers in the water and mm-hmm. just sharing it in a different way. And I think, you know, it just kind of caught on and people like it. Wow. So, I mean, because you've kind of immersed yourself mm-hmm. in, in the fitness world. I see you, you're, you're with trainers, you're doing the boot camps, you're doing, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Get us into the running side. Mm-hmm. Like, were you always... I, no, I was not always a runner. <laughs> like, I was. There's no way you would have told me I'm gonna run a 5K. There was. No, I was like, I, why do people run? It was so. It was like, why would people run? Nobody's chasing me. No, was, yeah, exactly. I was one of those people. I was like, why would I run? Mm-hmm. So um, at my current job where I work at now, one day they said, hey, we're doing this 5K. Mm-hmm. It's gonna raise money for kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like a, it was like a sprint for cancer, I think it was called back then, probably like five years ago. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to do it. It's for the kids. Let me just show up. I'll walk. Mm-hmm. But when I got out there, I started seeing people older than me start moving. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a second. I'm not going to let this old lady just pass me. Like, hold they on. They will get you. Yeah. Yeah. Old ladies will get you. Yes. And, then and the you pregnant the ladies. Oh, yeah. People with strollers. Yeah. You're like, hold up. <laughs> nah. Yeah, that's the one that's always getting you like... <laughs> pushing a stroller right a whole human <laughs> so i was just like you know what i start moving i start running uh-huh. and you know i guess i caught what you call the runner's high like for the first time right mm-hmm. i was just like inspired to move and run further and run more so after that 5k i just started running my own you know at first i was just doing long walks after mm-hmm. that 5k long mm-hmm. walks and things like that but you know i built up to the point where i felt comfortable running mm-hmm. so that's that's where it kind of started for me that's what got me into 5k's and now i i realized for me like i think i was saying earlier in the show um running with other people inspires me i move better yeah mm-hmm. i just it get, i get pushed more right as opposed to yeah, just just yeah, when you're in a race, it mm-hmm. definitely will inspire you a whole lot more. So, what is your goal? Like, what is your do? You, and do you even have a goal? Like, mm-hmm. is this something that hey, I enjoy doing it, mm-hmm. so I just do it? Mm-hmm. Or do you actually have like a, an end goal, some place that you're trying to get to through fitness? Mm-hmm. Through fitness, uh, I think everyone has this uh, vision of where they see them, the ideal, you know transformation if you will what mm-hmm. they want their body to look like me you know one day i want to have that six pack you know <laughs> <laughs> i want to have it uh and um so that would be for me being comfortable to be shirtless right, right. i've done it a few times but mm-hmm. i don't do it often so when people see my page they're like wait a second this guy he works out so much mm-hmm. but he doesn't really it's not i'm out there with muscles i'm not a personal trainer i'm <laughs> right. not you know selling that you know i'm just yeah. selling my journey yeah. so about my journey hopefully will and I'm not, it's not going to end because it never ends, right? Yeah. But you get to the point where you get comfortable and you just try to sustain. I have never got there because, you know, I, I'm just going to be honest. Like everyone, you have your up and downs. Yeah. yeah. You know, you fall Life in takes and over. Things happen. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, you know, sometimes business just happens and things happen. Life happens. Yeah, right. true. So um, my end goal, I would say, um, would be, that, like I said, to be comfortable being uh, shirtless, being able to be comfortable in my own skin where I'm just like not even thinking about what I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. would be for me. Okay. Um, but running wise, I would I say my ultimate running goal, man, 
I saw India run this marathon, <laughs> and I'm like, whoa! I I like to tell myself, like that. You, you got me to the half. Right? I did. You got me to the half. I was like, what are you doing? Well, I think I posted something about you. Was like, I was like, are you doing this? Yes. He was like, what is this? And I was like, you don't know about the race. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, you, I think you asked me like a month before. Yeah. And the thing is, I had heard about the race yeah. all up in, you know, here and there. Random, but I'm like, right. random. Tell me like, more about it. Yeah. yeah. He and was then, like, tell me more about it. And I was like, so if I tell you about it, you got to run it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then it turned out to be my most favorite, you know, race just because it was um, in our neighborhood. You know, right. I mean? yeah. it was in our neighborhood for our people, by our people. Mm-hmm. And we got to show kids and people in different neighborhoods something they never seen before mm-hmm. yes that was important yes most so definitely. i think he just said that he's gonna run a marathon oh I no i think I, I was trying to sway away from that no. did you see that no did you hear that tommy did you hear what i heard <laughs> so are you you ready for the marathon am i ready no that's uh, that's <laughs> well not. no no okay so not, maybe not physically just yet mm-hmm. but are you Mentally. ready to start training mm-hmm. for a marathon so I would say my goal for 2020, I will make, I will try to get to a marathon. That's what I'm kind of telling myself in my head. I got to get comfortable running halves, right? If I can run another two halves this year, three halves, then I'm like, okay, next year we're going to take it a little bit further. Um, One thing I would just say is like, a lot of people might not know, you you might remember India because she's been following me for a while, but um, there was one point last year, or I say, actually take it back a year and a half ago, where the doctors told me not to run. Mm They, oh, I really? had post, yeah, I had posted an X-ray on my page one time and just said, "Hey, they said I had you know early signs of arthritis in my knee. Oh, oh you need this shot. You need this. You need that. Oh, you should not run. You might not be able to run like you want to anymore." And I said, "I'm not gonna listen to that. Not you know, like it. I was not. I said, I'm not. You might put no needle in my knee. It's not <laughs> happening. All right. So I just said I need to start by first off letting my body heal itself. Mm-hmm. So I, I I stopped running for like three four months mm-hmm. and." Um, I just started changing the diet, you know, more plant-based, you know, and obviously, you know, people were asking, well, are you vegan and all this stuff? I'm not. Mm-hmm. I try to be. I, you know, I, I can stay on it for a path of a couple of months and then stuff happens and then I'm like, yeah, stuff happens, right? Stuff. <laughs> or I should say S happens, but. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You know, and, um, it, you know, I'll fall off and fall back on, but that, I, I got to the point where I think, after about four or five months, I start my knee started to feel better, and I was like, "Man, I don't need this doctor to tell me what's going on. I just need to manage my miles." Yeah, I was going crazy for a while. I was just like running every day. Every day, people were like, well, "That's how my pace started to grow." At first, originally, mm-hmm. was I was doing five Ks all the time, uh-huh. like all the time. Every day, I would just run, 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 run. Um, but I had to pull back and listen to my body. Right. So for miles in my body, I might be able to do these big events, mm-hmm. but running every single day is just doesn't yeah. work for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm not a, a streaky person either. I need to. I need my my I'm rest sure and everything. It doesn't work for most people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doing like the streaks. The streaks. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Like the, your body has to be able to recover in some kind of way. Yeah. And it's funny because I, I don't know if you've got followers. One guy I forget his name. Marathon Panda Maurice. Yes, that's uh, you. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. This dude has been running over 1,100 days in a row. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. Like, I don't know how he recovers. I mean, I understand, you know, because uh, it was funny because, uh, you know, people call it, oh, you got to go run your recovery three miles. And I remember one, uh, a coach once said, there's no such thing as recovery miles. You're still running. You're right. not. Yeah, you're not actually recovering. <laughs> but I guess with him, as long as he gets that one mile, because I, I will yeah. say this. I feel better running a longer distance if I've run a short distance the day before right. than if I haven't run the day before and mm-hmm. then go out and try to run that long distance. 
Yeah, and I guess you know, as far as the one mile streak, yeah, that I guess doable. is durable. Yeah. But I'm just like through sickness, through everything, through weather, yeah. it is. Tough. And then the, I mean, because honestly, it's I mean, because I mean, I I used to post my runs a lot. I don't post them now because I found that getting the post together adds stress to my run. <laughs> and so, oh, I gotta stop right here. Because, okay, because it's okay. I gotta run, and I gotta get a post, and I gotta take yeah, a picture, yeah. and I gotta do this. Okay, go ahead, and take a shower. It's just too much. <laughs> I find myself thinking about like captions and posts. Like, oh, as wow. I'm working out. I will just say this. So this is a little secret. So people will say, "Well, how do you always get these cool pictures and all that stuff?" Sometimes I will literally stage the picture. Right. Then do the run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then it's out yeah. the way. Yeah, it's already out the way. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. why I'm not sweaty. I'm yeah. all good. Yeah. See, I like the sweaty picture. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, well, it I'll, makes it look like I'm doing something. You know what, though? I was going to tell you this. Because, I don't know. You, did you see... Um, do you follow... Does he know Ayana? Do you follow Ayana? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Ayana uh, was doing her, her movie. And you, uh, in the background, you were giving the... the I'm over Like, you would, you would smile for a second. Then you'd be like, okay, is it on me anymore? <laughs> you want me to tell you why? Like I said, what time are we running? I said, I want to take off by 8 o'clock because I had stuff to do Saturday. Okay. Me and Bae was doing some stuff. And I was like, I want to take off by 8 o'clock. I said, so that means, she was like, why? Why does it have to be so strict? And I was like, that means we need to be done with our pictures, our lives, our videos, because we find ourselves meeting up 30 minutes before. And then we we don't take off for another thirty minutes because we doing pictures and posting and doing all that stuff. I'm like, I just need to get this run out of the way. I'm already <laughs> like frustrated because I haven't run all week. So this this five miles is about to be like, oh, so let's God. go. So that's probably why I was yeah, because you were because I was look, kept looking at you because you were like you were smi- like it, it, uh, Yana would say something you'd be like, eh, and then you like. <laughs> Can we can we go? Can we go? Can we take all this? It is 7.59 and 56 seconds. CJ, talk to us more about the nutritional side, because I do see you post a lot about juicing and you know that kind of stuff. How did you get into that side of it? Is is it more you just got into it because you were working with the business owner, or is it something that you just honestly have decided you believe in and you feel like it's making you a healthier person. Or did you watch that TV show and your whole mind changed? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the TV show did change my mind a lot of things, right? Uh, Food Inc., by the way, uh, on Netflix. You gotta go, go watch it. Yeah. But I was gonna say that um, for me, on, juicing wasn't, that was kind of like the the stepping a stepping stone from smoothies because I love smoothies. Uh-huh. I can drink smoothies all day, every day, and that's usually my recovery all the time. Um, but, you know, I, I would say I started juicing um, probably about three, four years ago. There's this company uh, called Bamboo Juices. They, on Saturdays, you know, they would have the farmer's market in Piedmont Park, mm-hmm. and they would have a tent there. And they had, they were giving out samples, and they let me try, like, this lemon lemon ginger drink juice. Okay. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. So, so pure. And so it just made me, it felt like I was healing, like, instantly. felt like I was drinking vibranium or something. <laughs> but, <laughs> vibranium. <laughs> it was just, like, amazing. So I was like, okay, let me try all these juices. And then I got to the point where I started doing these detoxes, you know, one day, two days. Mm-hmm. I got to the point where I did it three days. Now, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've three done, days of juice. I've have you guys tried it? I've done the Arden Garden. Mm-hmm. Detox. How really? was it for you? 
difficult. Mm-hmm. It was difficult. I mean, I did it, but then you know, you always have to add the water, yeah, distilled water with it, so that because it has a lot of acid mm-hmm. and stuff. But yeah, it was and it's like the first time I tried it, you know, I tried to juice detox, and you get those headaches because mm-hmm. people are like, well, you know, they want to quit, but it's really about you know your body detoxing itself and it's flushing out all these toxins mm-hmm. and all that. So it, I had to learn how to deal with that. So I love juicing. I love smoothies. Those are my main go-to things. And honestly, one of my favorite things to go to. Um, is cauliflower as a okay. substitute for meat because cauliflower? Um, if you go, um, you guys go to Tindrum because Tindrum is not near my house mm-hmm. where I'm down yeah. here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But they have what they call um, what's it called? Firecracker cauliflower. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes, and it looks just like if you went to Pan Express or somewhere and had that none of that cauliflower, yeah. you know that mm-hmm. that same firecracker chicken. Yeah, but it's in the same um, sauce mm-hmm. and it's so good and they fry it so good. I'm gonna have to try that because yeah. I, I I'm a big cauliflower because I mm-hmm. I make uh, cauliflower uh, mashed potatoes mm-hmm. all the time so I, I do Colorado like yeah, yeah yeah do like substituting or pull jackfruit oh yeah pull jackfruit is good yeah, yeah. I like, haven't got I have I've had it but I have yet to make it at home jackfruit so, yeah yeah How, where oh, have you had good. it from. I don't remember. So I, I had it from Viva La Vegan. Okay. Viva La Vegan on the south side. Uh, I think it's near West End. And uh, I get this Philly from there. And it's what pulled pork. Uh, not pulled pork. See, I was about to say pulled <laughs> yeah. pork. But uh, pulled jackfruit. Yeah. And it is so good. And I guarantee you, you would not know the difference in texture. Yeah. It just, you know, from meat. And it's so good. And so it doesn't make you feel full and bloated. You know what I mean? Gotcha. I love those things to go to. Okay. That sounds great. Well, I mean, CJ, it's been wonderful having, having a, you. Having, having a third person Exactly. On. We got the, the run trio. And yes. trust me, bro, if you ever want to just call me. <laughs> we do this every every other Tuesday. Call me up. We we be down. Come like on. Clockwork. We got a seat here for you. I bought a special seat. Oh, yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> for you. Just for you. I appreciate so that. So we definitely can get you in. Now, before we, we get done um, talking about you and get getting off the air here and, and, and letting our people uh, get back to their lives, Tell them how they can contact you, look at you, follow you, all that good stuff. So on Instagram and Facebook is at Fit with CJ Slay, uh, S-L-A-Y. Um, and you can also go to RevUpFitness.com. That is my website, apparel brand. And uh, I would just say, always go to the link in my bio. I'm always giving away something crazy. <laughs> India will tell you. I'm always giving away yes. something. Ticket, Follow concert, this ticket, guy ticket. for sure oh, if yeah. you want the giveaways. <laughs> and let me tell you something. If you enjoy storage, which honestly, because I, I always like to apologize to uh, my Instagram people because I, 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 I know I seem like a creeper because I don't <laughs> like, because I, I, I won't like a lot of stuff. Literally, this is how my Instagram works. I open up Instagram. Whoever has their the first thing on my timeline, mm-hmm. they get a like, but then I hit the stories and I'm done. So you just watch, you learn. I mean, I'm just watching these. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just story, story, Lurker. story, story, story. <laughs> and dude, you got 20 up at a time. <laughs> so you know, I sit on your page for a minute uh-huh. watching all your stories. So I apologize, but you've all if you enjoy stories, this is a guy to follow for sure. Yes. Appreciate that. Always yeah. something interesting. Always something interesting. Yeah. So I have a mission for 2020, and that's to get him into a marathon. Got it. <laughs> wow. Got at least it. at least I got a. Year. You can do this. Mm-hmm. You can do this. All right, fine. India. Well, now, yes. of course, it'll be India and I again um, in a couple of weeks. We're going to have a little black history for you. Yes. So uh, make sure you listen. But India, if yes. they're going to get in touch with you, how will they do that? So you can find me on Instagram at I underscore of underscore Indigo with the E, E-N-D-I-G-O underscore runs. Or you can find me at Mouse from India. You can also find me on Facebook at Mouse from India. Um, and you can email me at Mouse from India at gmail.com 
and you can get me at tmitch68 on Instagram, uh, thomaswmitchell2 at Gmail for uh, my email address, and of course our um, Instagram. The run, the run duo. duo. And then on Facebook as well. Yes. So I think this was a great episode. It was. Episode 23. Thank Very you. Fun. A yes, lot of fun. A yes. lot of fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> the, the first episode of the run trio. Right. Um, we're going to have to get a new logo and everything. Um, <laughs> but once again, thank you, Curtis, CJ, for uh, coming out. Thank, thank you, you India. Yeah. And y'all have a great one. See you next time. Bye, guys. Peace. <laughs>